Thanks for tuning in to localjobnetwork.com radio, where you can find all of your favorite employment-related shows. I'm Katie Chesney, and you're listening to Moving Up the Ladder, a show where we interview experts about how to move up the corporate ladder. And today, we are talking about confidence killers in the workplace. And confidence in yourself and your skills and abilities can have a huge impact on the quality of your work and overall happiness. And today, we have Michelle Kerrigan, workplace confidence expert, joining the show to discuss what confidence killers are and what you can do to overcome them. So, Michelle, why is confidence important in terms of success at work? Well, confidence is so important because it's a real deep belief in yourself Mm -hmm. and your abilities. And you need that confidence. Somebody once said, confidence is the fuel that turns thoughts into actions. And I totally agree with that. Because in between dreams and dreams come true, you have the middle part. And you need confidence to get through that. So you really need to believe in yourself and your abilities. All right. So what is your experience with confidence in the workplace and things that can have a negative impact on confidence? Uh, Fear is a huge thing in the workplace. Fear of asking questions, fear of answering questions. It all comes back to fear of failure. You know, we're we're so afraid of of looking silly and being embarrassed. But the thing that I find so much in the workplace, and I will tell a little story to illustrate it, is that if you're afraid of speaking up, you know, your confidence builds the more you get past challenges. So if you're afraid of speaking up, then you're not going to get the clarity and focus you need to do your job well. And if you don't have the clarity and focus, you're not going to be able to deliver it. And you'll look a lot more silly not delivering what you promised than putting your hand up and asking questions. And to illustrate that point, I worked with a startup at one point and, uh, one of their models were, we throw our people in at the deep end. And they thought this was funny. I kind of thought it was ridiculous. But when I came into the company, what I found when I started asking questions like, how does this work? Where does it go from here? You know, what are your job, <laughs> what are your job responsibilities? People really hesitated a lot. And finally, people started to admit to me that they didn't really know. I mean, it was a startup. A lot of things weren't laid out for them. They didn't have job descriptions. But instead of speaking up and saying, gee, I don't know how, the, how this works, or we need to discuss this process, people would try to make things up as they go along, and many projects were falling off the face of the earth. And it was causing the company money. It was causing the company time. There was a lot of frustration going on. And it was only because of this incredible fear of looking silly by just putting their hand up and asking questions. You know, and it was a lot of people that you would think are really, really confident. You'd sit down with them. And, you know, when we'd first, you know, have our conversation, they felt easy. They were, you know, they were talking about different things. But once I started getting down to specifics, you know, that process, that middle part, how do you get from A to B? They'd be like, um, um, you know, and they'd be hesitating. And it, it just would blow my mind that instead of saying, you know, I really don't get this, They were like, you know, they frown on questions here. They don't encourage us to ask questions. And so many companies today, they want to engage employees. What better way to engage employees than by encouraging them to ask questions? So it really seems like fear kind of causes you to have a lack of confidence, you know, whether that be fear of asking questions or fear of answering those questions for for fear that you're going to look silly. So does this fear kind of cause you to feel like you need to keep proving yourself over and over and over again? Um, And what does that do for your confidence? 
Well, what happens when you're proving yourself over and over again, or at least you feel like this? And, mm-hmm. you know, one thing, Katie, I do want to uh, stress for your audience is there's a real difference between feelings and fact. And a lot of people, when they're in that, that anxious moment, the, the fear and the stress are building, they mistake feelings for fact. And you really have to make sure that, that you make the distinction between the two. Right. Because a lot of times we feel a certain way. You'll say to yourself, well, I answered this question one way. I must have sounded ridiculous. That's a feeling. That's not a fact. And a lot of times when you go back to the person and you ask them, how did that sound? They say it was fine. In fact, I'm one of the ones, obviously, who puts their hand up and asks a lot of questions. But when I first started doing it, I was frightened. I was, going to, I was thinking to myself, oh, God, everybody in the room is going to think, God, she doesn't know what she's talking about. I can't believe she's asking so many questions. But every time we got outside a meeting, all my colleagues would come up to me and say, God, I'm so glad you asked because I had no clue. But mm-hmm. nobody wanted to raise their hand. To go back to your thing about proving yourself over and over again, a lot of times we don't have a, the confidence enough to know our value. We don't connect with how we make our company better or how we make our colleagues' job better. You know, we don't see our own value. We think, um, you know, I have a friend, for instance, who's terrific at computers design websites. In fact, he's designed my website. I think, you know, he's terrific. He thinks a monkey could do it. So I think we have a habit of devaluing our gifts and that plays with our confidence quite a bit. And so we constantly have what a lot of people speak about is imposter syndrome. And you constantly feel like you have to prove yourself when you're already enough. Right. So let's talk about some more of these confidence killers in the workplace. And I think it all comes back to feeling the need to prove yourself and having that fear of asking questions and answering questions. And in your article on your blog, you kind of stated that confusion is the number one killer of performance and productivity. And is that because you you really just have that fear of looking silly? And what can you really do to mitigate that confusion and get the confidence to be able to ask the questions that you need to be asking? Well, you need to start putting your hand up. And I tell people this all the time. In fact, Amy Cuddy, who's a professor at uh, Harvard Business School, she speaks about power poses. And power posing is all about making yourself big, making yourself large. Because she has found through scientific evidence that the more powerful you act, the more powerful you become. That, That power sometimes doesn't come from within. It also comes from, you know, standing in a powerful pose and making yourself large instead of, you know how people, when they're not confident, they fold up, they put their head down. This is about looking up. And when you ask a question, you put your hand straight up. Not, you know, those little shy things, they put their, their hand, you know, a slight way up. Right. You like, you hesitate. Yeah. Exactly. Like you hesitate, you know, and say, because what's ruminating in your mind is, I'm going to look ridiculous. And it's much more powerful when you put your hand straight up. And the more you do this, the more you expose yourself to risk, the more powerful you start to feel, the more confident you get in being able to do this over and over again. It's a process mm-hmm. and it takes time, you know, but you've got to trust yourself in the process, you know, because hiding in your office is not going to get the job done. Hiding in your office is not going to give you confidence. Getting out there, facing challenges, asking questions is going to help you get where you need to go. One thing that's kind of coming to mind for me is there's kind of a culture of fake it until you make it. And if you don't have the confidence to really raise your hand and ask these questions and be confident about it, 
can you just really just kind of like fake it until you make it and kind of do come and go about this in that way? You know, there's a there's two schools of thought on that. Some people think when you're faking it, people know it, they can smell a fake a mile away. I'm not sure how I feel about that. And I don't really know if I would call it faking it. Okay. I would say it's really just pushing yourself, for me, it'd be pushing yourself forward. I mean, in her studies, Cuddy does talk about faking it until you become it. Mm-hmm. You know, to start putting your hand up, to start asking questions. And the more you see that you're successful, the more confident you you become and you move past that. I definitely agree with that. But I think it's also, you know, the only thing we can control in this world is ourselves. You can't control what happens to you. You know, you can't control whether you get that job or that promotion. You can't control whether you're going to get laid off. You might be able to influence it. But the only thing you can control is you. And confidence is all about gaining self-control. And it's all about how you react to your world around you. And hiding from it, you're never going to be successful. Getting out there and taking risks is the thing that's going to get you more successful and get you more confident. As far as like introverts versus extroverts, I could see an extrovert being really, you know, able to kind of get out there and kind of put themselves in a light where they might not be as comfortable. But for an introvert, I feel like they would struggle quite a bit with kind of putting themselves out there and asking those questions to clear up the confusion and really help to gain more confidence. So what tips would you have for an introvert as far as gaining more confidence in the workplace to clear up this confusion and to clear up this fear? Well, one tip I'm thinking of right now, if you're an introvert, you know, a lot of times you're, you're in your head a lot. You're in yourself a lot. And so you're ruminating around and around and around with a lot of what is thinking. What if I put up my hand and everybody thinks I'm ridiculous? You know, what if I do this and I fail? What if, what if? So what I say to a lot of people that are introverts is ask yourself some better questions. Number one, what if I put up my hand and I succeed? Or even simpler, take small steps. First thing is, what can I do? What's the next positive step I need to move myself forward? Focus, get in the present moment and ask yourself the next positive step I need to take myself forward and who can help me. Introverts, instead of asking a lot of bad questions internally, what if, should start thinking more positively and thinking in the present moment, And what do I need to do next to succeed? And taking those small steps. There's that middle part, Katie, Mm -hmm. you know, between what you want and what you get. And in that middle part are a lot of small steps. And a lot of people don't give themselves credit for the small steps they've taken. And a lot of people don't think that everybody has to take those small steps, but we all do. You need a lot of steps to get to success. Right. So just introverts take a small step at a time. That's all. You don't have to jump in, you know, and feel like you're going to drown. A little bit at a time. Exposure. A mm-hmm. little bit of exposure. You know, it's like somebody was afraid of flying. They're not going to get over their fear of flying by sitting in their living room, but maybe a therapist might drive them to the airport first. And maybe they can walk and watch the planes take off and land. Maybe the next thing is they get on a flight from New York to D.C., something short. Baby steps. Mm-hmm. And then they get past it and they feel better. I think that's a really great tip for our listeners. But, you know, I I know that extroverts, you know, just because they're extroverted and they might be more outward with their thoughts and their feelings, they still might have some issues with their confidence. 
this brings me to my my next question for you is, you know, what about people who have an excessive need for approval? They always feel like, you know, I, I just don't know if this is right. And they're just asking, you know, a lot like, is this right? Is this right? Is this right? And they're still asking, but they're still not confident within themselves. Do you have any tips for that kind of situation on really getting some confidence there? Well, the important thing is, is that you have to look at yourself for approval. Look to yourself. We so compassionate to other people. Most people pleasers, you know, they just want to make other people happy. And a lot of times they don't want to, they, they don't focus on making themselves happy. So what I say to them sometimes is think about this. Close friend comes to you and says, I'm a failure. I stink at my job. Nobody likes me. I'm never going to get promoted. And I, I speak to the person and I say, well, what would you say to them? And usually they'd be like, you know, we're, we're, we'll, we'll charge in there for our best friends and say, what are you crazy? You're terrific. You know what you're doing. You're on your game. You're great at your job. Stick with it. You're going to get promoted. We can say that for other pe- to other people, but we need to be able to say it for ourselves. So in answer to your question, Katie, speak to yourself as though you're speaking to your own best friend. And the last thing I kind of wanted to talk about before we wrap things up today was, you know, suffering from the terrible twos. So you're too young, you're too old, you're too ex- inexperienced, you're too forgetful. You know, what does this look like for people and what kind of effect does it really have on people suffering from a lack of confidence in the workplace? You know, it's a funny thing that you asked me that because I spoke at uh, Hunter College not that long ago. I've been in business 40 years, all right, just to give you an idea. Mm-hmm. And here I am going up to speak to college students. And they're getting ready to graduate. Uh, I'm, I'm saying they're somewhere around 21, 22. They're getting ready to graduate and go into the workforce. And I go into the room and I'm thinking to myself, huh, you know, am I too old? That went through my mind. Am I too old to address this group? But you know what? The situations change, but the themes remain the same. Mm-hmm. And you know what? They were feeling just as anxious. They were feeling anxious about going into the workforce. And I mean, I've led teams. I've hired a lot of people. I've been on the other side of the desk many, many times. And they wanted to know what it was like. And I saw how much I could help them. And if I had stopped myself and said, no, I'm too old to do this, they wouldn't have gotten the help. And I would have, wouldn't have felt as terrific about helping them. You know, we can't let these things stop us. They make us procrastinate. They make us avoid things because we're always afraid of failing. You know, again, confidence is about, it, challenges are never going to go away. In fact, it's going to get much, much harder in the workplace today. I mean, it used to be, you stay with a company for a long time, they give you a 401k plan, you know, pension plan, pensions are a thing of the past. You gave them your lifetime loyalty. Now, it's all about you take care of you, not companies taking care of you. You need to take care of you. And that's why you need to be more confident, expose yourself to risk, expose yourself to challenges, get past fear. None of it ever goes away, but it's how you deal with it. It's that self-control and getting past it and getting on the other side. And I can't tell you how freeing and wonderful it is. And everybody is capable of this. Everybody. All right. So we've, we've identified a number of items that cause or point to a lack of confidence in the workplace. And as a final message to our listeners, what advice would you give them for building their confidence? Well, Katie, I have just a couple of things that I want to share with your audience. The first thing is, is not to give up in the middle. Sometimes between the dream and the dream come true, things take a lot longer than you expected, or you could get really, really frustrated. 
the most important thing is you don't give up there because you have to go through that process, whatever it takes to get to the other side, to get to success. And if you are feeling stuck during that process, and I'll guarantee you probably will feel stuck during that process, don't feel alone. Nobody succeeds by themselves. So what you need to ask yourself is, what's the next positive step I need to take and who can help me? And then reach out for that help. And give yourself credit. Definitely give yourself credit for all the small steps you take. Sometimes, you know, we're running with our head down. You know, we say, oh, my God, I'm not far along enough. And then you start beating yourself up. Put the back down, step back, and take a look at how far you've come. You will be amazed. And one last thing, and I say this to a lot of clients. I want to share it with you guys today. Deal. Don't dwell. The whole antidote to anxiety is taking action. And a lot of times, instead of dealing, we dwell, we problem generate, we go over things in, in our minds again and again and again, become a problem solver, deal with things, take action. Again, the antidote to anxiety is taking action. Well, there you have it, everyone. Give yourself a pat on the back and take these tips with you and build your confidence in your workplace. Unfortunately, that's all the time that we have for today on Moving Up the Ladder. So I just want to thank Michelle for joining us and sharing your experience and expert advice. We do appreciate it. Oh, well, it was great being on the air with you, Katie. I enjoyed it very much. Well, thank you. Now, to find more employment-related shows, simply head over to ljnradio.com. If you have any comments, questions, or suggestions for future shows, just send me an email at ljnradio at localjobnetwork.com. And once again, I'm Katie Chesney with LJN Radio, and I'll see you next time.